You're about to listen to a message of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. So I welcome you to this morning's New White Service. And today, very special day for our nation, Nigeria. This is the 62nd anniversary of the independence of Nigeria. I want us to spend some time before we go into the word to pray for Nigeria, to pray for Nigeria on this Independence Day. The scripture that the Lord laid on my heart to lead us to pray for Nigeria for a couple of minutes is in the book of Numbers chapter 6 and I read from verse 22. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons. That is, the Lord gave the prophet a word to speak to the priest and the sons of the priest. He says, On this wise shall you bless the children of Israel. You can say, On this wise shall you bless the children of Nigeria. On this very day, saying unto them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. I want us to speak first the name of Jesus over Nigeria. I want us to begin to speak the name of Jesus over Nigeria. To pronounce the blessing of the Lord over Nigeria. Enough of cursing, enough of complaining, enough of lamenting. This is the time for the priests to arise. Sons of Aaron, arise, arise, kings and priests, royal priests, arise and decree and declare over Nigeria. He said, the Lord bless you. We speak the name of Jesus over you. The Lord bless you. Nigeria, the Lord bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we speak the blessing of Jesus over Nigeria. Over every corner of Nigeria, from the north to the south, from the east to the west, we speak the blessings of the Lord upon you, Nigeria. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Raise your voice and say, the Lord keep you. The Lord keep you, Nigeria. You will not disintegrate. The Lord keep you. The Lord perform his word concerning you. The Lord garnish you with grace. The Lord surround you with strength. The Lord reinforce you with love. The Lord keep you, Nigeria. You are kept in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord preserve you. The Lord shield you. The Lord protect you in the name of Jesus Christ from enemies within, from enemies without, the Lord keep you it is your season, the Lord preserve you, you will not be destroyed before your manifestation, the Lord keep you, in the name of Jesus open your mouth and say the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you decree and declare over Nigeria the Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto them, decree that the Lord's mercy will be upon this nation the Lord's grace will be made manifest upon Nigeria in the name of Jesus that the face of the Lord will shine upon Nigeria I know that there is darkness in the land but the Lord himself who is the light of the world if his face shines upon this nation we will be lit up ask that the Lord will cause his face to shine upon Nigeria in the name of Jesus we pronounce priestly blessing upon you Nigeria the Lord make his face to shine upon you to shine upon your children to shine upon your women to shine upon your men to shine upon the elderly 
to shine upon the leaders, to shine upon the followers. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord be gracious to you, Nigeria. Let the grace of God be made manifest in Nigeria. That which qualifies us for what we do not qualify for. May it be expressed. May it be made manifest in the name of Jesus Christ. We decree and declare over Nigeria. The Lord be gracious unto you. Open your mouth and say, The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. The Lord shall be favorably disposed to Nigeria. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord shall show favor to Nigeria. The Lord shall show mercy to Nigeria. In the name of Jesus, it is a season to favor Nigeria. The Lord shall show favor to Nigeria. It is a favor season for Nigeria. Nigeria arise and be favored. Nigeria arise and be favored. In the name of Jesus Christ, your time for favor has come. Your time for manifestation has come. The countenance of the Lord will be lifted upon you. In the name of Jesus, you shall no longer be down. You shall be raised. In the name of Jesus. Lastly, speak over Nigeria the peace of God. The peace of God. That which beats even understanding. Let the peace of God guide Nigeria. Let the peace of God be given to Nigeria. The gift of peace. Let it come to Nigeria. In the name of Jesus Christ. Peace at home. Peace on the road. Peace at work. Peace in the city. Peace in the villages. Peace in the city centers. Peace in the state capitals. Peace in the federal capital. Peace in uh, in every area. Peace on every street. Let there be peace in Nigeria. In the name of Jesus Christ. All through this year. Even as we go into the election season. As the campaign season has started. We decree peace over Nigeria in every state, in all the words, in all the local governments. We speak peace over Nigeria. We speak peace. The name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. We speak peace over Nigeria. In the name of Jesus, peace shall reign over this nation now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We stand with all other priests and kings appointed to rule in Nigeria. We decree and declare all these priestly blessings. We catch up with you, Nigeria, and overtake you in the name of Jesus Christ. Indeed, you shall experience freedom. Indeed, you shall experience independence. Indeed, you shall be made manifest. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sons and daughters shall rise and they shall call you blessed. Your sons and daughters shall no longer curse you. We shall call you blessed in the name of Jesus the prophetic destiny of this nation will be fulfilled. The prophetic words hanging upon this nation shall find expression in our lifetime in the name of Jesus Christ. In our lifetime things will change. This nation will get better. This nation will be healed. The land will be healed. The waters will be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus mighty name we are prayed. Put your hands together for Jesus. God bless Nigeria. Happy Independence Day. As we go on in today's message, I just want your hearts to be charged. I want you to pay attention like never before. I want you to put your heart to this. Avoid distractions. Pick up your notes because the Lord will be speaking to us. The topic for today is one more time. One more time. And I'm taking my text from the book of Acts of the Apostles. I'm going to read Acts of the Apostles chapter 1 from verses 9 to 11. The Bible says, Now when he had spoken these things, he that is Jesus Christ, while he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up. 
and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Into heaven. We see the setting of this message, the setting of this scripture. In the encounter that happened after the resurrection, Bible said, if you read from verse 1 of this same book of Acts of the Apostles, Bible said Jesus had resurrected and he had begun to show his disciples many things. Bible says those things which he began to do and then to teach. Maybe I should read um, the book of Acts chapter 1. I read from verse 1. It says, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach, is telling us about something about the nature of ministry. That ministry is not only about what we teach, it's about what we do. And this is the example that the Lord gave us. This is a template of ministry. What he began both to do and to teach, he did not only do those things, he taught them. He did not only teach those things, he did them. First and foremost, until the day in which he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he said also, presented himself alive, after his suffering, by many infallible proofs, being seen by them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He was saying when Jesus resurrected, he engaged with his disciples, and he showed them things. He taught them things. But he demonstrated to them proofs. He gave them signs. He showed them by things that you cannot dispute. And he taught them deep things about the kingdom of God. Our wish, the writer of this exact book, the book of Acts of the Apostles, gave us more insight. Under the leading of the Holy Ghost, gave us more insight into those things that the Lord taught after he resurrected. I am particularly interested to know the things that the glorified Christ taught them about the kingdom of God. I know he taught us many things in parables most of the time about the kingdom of God. But now he wasn't talking about parables. The Bible said he spoke to them concerning things pertaining to the kingdom of God pertaining to the kingdom of God showing them the reality of the fact that this kingdom is nearer than they thought so he showed them these things to prove that this is not the end you know when you read scriptures you hear things like the Lord is coming the day of the Lord oh, there are two, two renditions there was a season in which it was spoken in the Old Testament that the Lord is coming that the Lord is coming. And he came to actually fulfill those things that the Bible said he would come to do when he comes. When he comes. And he, he has come already. If you go to the book of Micah, if you go to the book of Micah chapter 5, let me show you a couple of things that were spoken about the Lord coming before, huh? which he did come to fulfill. The Bible says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, thou... Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth 
unto me that is to be the ruler of Israel, whose going forth are being of old from everlasting. These words have been there from everlasting, speaking that the Messiah will come. And he has come to fulfill this. This is the first part of his coming. But he's coming one more time. Tell somebody, he's coming one more time. Jesus is coming one more time. At this time, he had come as prophesied. If you go to the book of Zechariah, let's see Zechariah chapter 12. Zechariah chapter 12, if you read from verse 10. What did the Bible say? The Bible said, And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Remember who is the carrier of grace? He who is full of grace and truth. Him through whom grace and truth was made manifest. He said, The spirit of grace and supplications, and they shall look upon me, whom they are pierced. Remember the, whom, the one whom they pierced in sight. And they shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son. Speaking from the perspective of God, his only begotten son. He said, We shall mourn for him, and he shall be in bitterness for him. And one that is in the bitterness for his firstborn. Remember Mary. The Bible said a spear will pass through her heart. She mourned for her firstborn son. So this was a messianic prophecy in the Old Testament. That's not all. If you remember the book of Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Speaking about the prophet. Uh, the prophet Isaiah saying a virgin shall conceive. We've not heard something like that. He said that virgin shall conceive in 714. When you go to Nicis of the same book of Isaiah, he began to now tell us about who the person that will be conceived will be. He said he will be Emmanuel. He will be God with us. He will be the everlasting one. The God may shall be upon his shoulders. He said he will be a king forever. If you go to Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, he all started there. The Bible had prophesied that he was coming. He is a person who will crush the head of the serpent. The one whose ill the serpent will bruise. It was written that he will come. He came to fulfill it. But it's not all. That's not all. You know when this same Messiah came. And uh, in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 4. I love this scripture very well. The manifesto of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 4 as seen in the book of Isaiah chapter 61 already. You will see how he began to fulfill everything that was spoken about him. If you start from verse 16, rush up to verse 22. I don't have time to read it. I just want to keep everything stopping. The Bible says he came to fulfill the mandate. He said, I have come to losing those who are bound in prison. I've come to set them free. I've come to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I've come to bring liberty. I've come to open the eyes of the blind. I've come to do everything that is written concerning me. But in addition to doing them, the Bible says he empowered his disciples to become witnesses so that about the things that he will do, he empowered them to do it. They will go ahead and do it. Why did he give them the mandate? To occupy, he said, occupy till I come. Meaning, the coming that he already did is not the end of the coming. There is another coming in which the king of glory will return to this planet. So, all through the Old Testament, we see him doing all these works that have been prophesied. And he worked upon the earth to fulfill all these Old Testament revelations, Old Testament prophecies. They were abundantly clear about the person of Jesus and what he will do. But this is not 
what we want to emphasize today. He has come. What we want to speak about today is that he is coming back. If we have one last breath to preach about him, the Messiah, it will be to say that Jesus is coming. I know that we have many things to talk about. We have many things to preach about. We have many things to teach about. There are many principles to talk about. But today, please bear with me. I'm just here to remind you of something you know. Something that is no longer in the front burner. Something that we wish will be deferred to the next generation. You know, because the Bible says it. That some will say, this same Jesus that he said is coming. He said, our father's age is coming. And they died and he didn't come. We too, we are saying it's coming. How are we sure we will not die before they will come? Even when our children will come, they will keep saying it's coming. I know that you have heard that it's coming. But it's still coming. It doesn't change the fact that it's coming. Let's go back to our text in the book of Acts chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 9 again. Acts chapter 1. He says, he has spoken these things while he watched. He was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by him in white apparel, who also said, men of Galilee, men and women of New Wine, men and women of Nigeria, men and women of everywhere where this message is preached. He says to you, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, not another Jesus, this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, we come in like manner as you saw him go to heaven. He said, this same Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. Go to Zechariah chapter 14. I'm going to read verse 1. It says, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. In verse 3 it says, Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle, and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem, on the east, the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof, towards the east and towards the west, and there shall be a great valley, and half of the mountain shall move before the north, and half of it towards the south. Why is this prophecy significant? It's because of what these angels, these celestial beings, said to those men in Galilee, men of Galilee. The way this same Jesus left is the way he's coming back. How did this Jesus go? Go back to that same act of apostles that we are reading. If you go to verse 12, it says, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mountain called Olivets. Exactly what was prophesied in Zechariah chapter 14. He says, The feet of the Lord will touch Mount Olives when he returned. That's why the, the celestial base said, See, the exact way he left, he left from a region around Mount Olivet or Mount Olives, not far away from Jerusalem. He said exactly the same manner, he shall return. That is when the Lord shall return to this planet, his leg shall again touch Mount Olives. Are you with me? Very significant promise. He says, then shall they return, when they return to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey, and when they had entered, 
they went up into the upper room where they were gathered. Bible says this same Jesus is coming back exactly the way he left. See what the Bible says in the book of Revelations chapter 1 verse 7. The Bible says, Behold, he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him and even they will pierce him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, Amen. I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come. The Almighty. This person who went, he is to come. He is coming to run the earthly ministry of 33 and a half years. It's not the end. I know that you have been told that he is coming. You don't believe it. He is coming. My message today is simple. I don't know what you were told. I don't know how you were told. But this same Jesus is coming back. When he came before, he came like a lamb. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 29. It says, Behold, Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. When he is coming back, he is not coming back as a lamb. Hear me, listen to me. He is not coming as a lamb. He is coming to judge the world. He is coming to judge the unrighteous one. He is coming to judge the saints. Judgment will begin from his house. He is coming to judge. He is coming to separate between the sheep and goats. He is coming to separate between the virgins that were wise and the virgins that were not wise. He is coming to separate between the witnesses that did the work without authorization and the witnesses that did the work with the integrity of their heart and the skillfulness of their heart. He is coming to judge the world. He is coming back. He is coming back. And I hope you are ready. Because he's coming. We'll no longer be delayed. Isaiah chapter 13. Isaiah chapter 13. He said, Behold, he comes. He comes. This same Jesus is coming back. He might have delayed his coming. There is a purpose to it. There is a purpose to it. It says, Behold, from verse 9 of Isaiah chapter 13, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, the cruel, cruel, both with the wrath and the fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. I'm not the one preaching this message. I'm only echoing what the prophet Isaiah said. He said, He is coming. To destroy the sinners thereof. He is coming to destroy everyone who walks in the manner of iniquity. He is not going to spare. It will be too late to preach. Today we have a privilege to preach. Today we have a privilege to warn. On that day, warning will be too late. Nobody will receive any warning. No more warning. When it is too late. When it shall come in the clouds. When it shall come. On this day of the Lord, this dreadful day of the Lord, it shall come without further warning. The book of Revelations, I read the book of Revelations chapter 6 from verse 15. The Bible says, And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and rich men, and chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens, in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains, O rocks, fall on us, and hide us from the face of him who sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. The Lamb is a gentle one, but on that day the Lamb will be angry. The Lamb will be angry. Everyone will run away. He said, For the great day of his wrath is come. 
and who shall be able to stand this day is not only coming to the great in verse 15 he said it's coming to the great and it's coming to the rich you may say i'm still young he said it's coming to the young it's coming to the old it's coming to the chief captains it will not matter what your title is your title may be bishop he is coming to you your title may be brother your title may be sister jesus is coming back and that day the lamb will be angry the lamb was silent when his, his neck was being put on that cross of Calvary, when they put the crown on his head, when they put the nails through his hand, the Bible said he spoke no word. But on that day, you will see the other side of the lamb. The lamb will be angry. The lamb will listen to no plea for mercy. By that time, it will be too late to beg for mercy. It will be too late. Those who are bound, those who are saying, I'm a slave, it will not matter whether you are a slave or you are a king. When the Lamb of God shows forth, it will be too late. The Bible says, if the free man, they will hide themselves. They will say, let us go and hide. Because this one is different from the Jesus that they preach to me. They preach the Jesus who is loving, who is kind, who is gentle, who is patient. On that day, the Jesus you will see will be very far from what we preached. On that day, you will see that this Lamb, his eyes are red with fire. On this day you will see that those who are who have dropped the blood of this lamb under their feet, who have insulted the spirit of grace, on that day there will be no hiding place. And some of those people will be in the church. Some of those people will have Christian surnames. Some of those people will be those who have worked in signs and wonders. And he will say to them, I do not know you, you workers of iniquity. The day of the Lord is coming. The king is coming. He will not come as a friend. He will come as a judge. He will not come as a brother. He will come as a judge. He will not come as a gentle one. He will come as a fearful one. He is coming. My warning to us today is He is coming. Be ready. Be prepared. I know you are still toying with sin. You are still enjoying the temporary pleasures of sin. It will be too late if He finds you in that condition. If he finds you in that condition, it will be too late. The Bible says, before the great and terrible day of the Lord, something will happen. He will first appear in the sky before he puts his leg on Mount Olive. He will appear in the sky to rescue those who are his. Go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. The book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. I'm begging you with all the energy left in me. I'm begging you with all the persuasion in my voice, with all the persuasion in my heart, don't be caught napping because that day is coming soon and it will be too late if you are not found in him, if you are not found in Christ, it will be too late. The Bible says from verse 50 of the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. It says today, this body you are carrying is a body of corruption. This body you are carrying is still living in a domain of sin. He said the body that will be resurrected with Christ, the body, the body that will be raptured with Christ. He said that body has to be a different body. He said, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. We shall all be changed. He said, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. The trumpet shall sound. 
the call shall be made. The trumpet shall sound. Every one of us will hear the trumpet. The trumpet shall sound. He said, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. He said, even those who believe in Christ, even though they have died, when the trumpet shall sound, their ears will still work because they are not working with the physical ear. Their spiritual ear will still work. They shall hear the voice of the Son of God as trumpet shall sound. He said, they shall be quick they shall come up incorruptible they shall be raised incorruptible he said for the corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality this mortality he said we shall become immortal yes we are preached and we have eternal life but we have no experience eternal life he said but at the sight of him who shall blow the trumpet at the sound of him who shall come in the sky even we who are alive we shall be quick we shall be like those who were dead they shall be raised incorruptible we shall be transformed from our corruptible body to an incorruptible body we are sown in this corruption but this corruption will be swallowed up and we shall have a new name we shall have a new body he said for when this corruptible shall I put on incorruption and this mortal shall I put on immortality he said then shall be brought to pass the same that is written death is swallowed up in victory Oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is love. But thanks be to God, which gives us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He says only those who have received victory, only those who have received victory to walk over the, the, the things that hold others down. A people who no longer walk in the flesh, a people who walk by the spirit, a people who are not only born again in their mouth, but they are born again in their hearts, a people who yearn for the Lord, a people who look forward to the Lord. He said, These are the people who will say, Indeed, we have been translated by victory over death because we escape death. We escape death at rapture. We escape death. Jesus is coming, He is coming. He is coming for the church purified. He is coming for the church sanctified. He is not coming for the people who attend the church. He is coming for those who are in Christ. The king is coming. His delay is to allow us to wake up. To wake up from our slumber. To wake up from religion. To embrace the relationship with him. And to preserve this. Because he is coming for only those who shall be found in him. Let's go to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I read from verse 1. The Bible says, Now we beseech you, brethren, in fact, I beseech you, brethren, listeners, I beseech you, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together under Him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind. Don't be shaken in mind. Do not be shaken in mind. He says that you not be shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by the letters from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. He said the day of Christ is what is at hand. That day is at hand. I know you have been told it will happen, and they told you 200 years ago. I am repeating it. That day is at hand. That day is at hand. Everything that makes for that day to come is already in place. It's by the mercy of God 
that that day has not happened yet. That day is at hand. Do not be deceived. Don't let your calendar deceive you. He said, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come. He said, dear come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition he said before that day we come before rapture we happen before the day of the lord before the appearing shall come and by the way when we say the day of the lord we are speaking about two comings about two comings one the first one is when he appears in the sky he's not touching it he appears in the sky to receive unto him the saints that will be raptured and we will be with him we will go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We will dwell with him for a period. And together with him, we will come like an holy army. Like the righteous ones. We will come back with him. And it's at that point he will put his leg on Mount Olivet. And he is coming with a company of saints. He said, but before that day comes. He said, it will first and foremost be a falling away. What does the Bible mean when it says there shall be a falling away? He said, and that man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sits in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. He said, before the rapture will come. He said, the antichrist will try to make himself manifest. He will try to do everything to corrupt the mind of the people to deceive them by signs and wonders he said he shall come to corrupt the gospel we already see that spirit at work today corrupt the gospel offer us a different gospel the kind of gospel that cannot get you to rapture the gospel that preaches only only your body only your soul and neglects your spirit he said they will preach that gospel a gospel that makes you comfortable on earth now of course we are coming back to earth but this moment not this earth he said a new earth and a new heaven wherein righteousness reigns is that earth not this earth so there will come a wave of a gospel listen to me i'm speaking prophetically now he said a wave of the gospel will come a time will come that all we will be concerned with will be building big mansions getting big jobs marrying good women marrying good men having great contrast having beautiful children having great empires building good companies building great cathedrals he said we will deviate from the true gospel a time will come that our gathering will be like a party and the holy spirit will not be present and we'll be comfortable because there's a lot of applause because we have learned to play the kind of music that can make people cry even though the holy spirit is not the one moving the atmosphere is beautiful. It is radiant. The lights are beautiful. But it is not the light of God. The sound is great. The music is great. But it is not the sound from heaven. The word is sweet. But it is not the word of God. God grant us discernment. That we will not be swept away. When there is apostasy. When it sweeps upon the planet. May we not be dusted away. May we not be carried away by these razzmatters. He says, remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. I'm reading verse 6 of the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And now you know that what we told ye 
that might be revealed in his time for the mystery of the iniquity doth already work only he who now let it will let until he is taken out of the way that is the person who is preventing the full manifestation of the antichrist is the holy spirit he says until the holy spirit is removed from this planet the antichrist cannot fully manifest himself guess how the holy spirit will be removed from this planet inside each believer that is in christ we are the ones that carry the holy spirit he said at that time when the master himself shall appear in the sky we will carry the holy spirit we will be removed from this planet the moment we leave terror will be unleashed upon the earth because the person preventing the full manifestation of the antichrist is the holy spirit and is resident inside believers those who shall hear the trumpet call he said the moment the trumpet sounds and we are taken he said yes the antichrist will make himself manifest i know some of you are saying i know jesus is still coming back after the rapture he will still come to earth he's a merciful god no mercy will no longer be available at the point of rapture mercy will be withdrawn in the dealings of god there are dispensations there is a time for mercy there is a time for love there is a time to show grace at the time the rapture happens grace and mercy will be withdrawn if you are going to make heaven after rapture has happened you will pay with your blood why somebody already paid with his blood and you rejected his offer or you accepted it in mouth you rejected it with your character so you will taste what it means to bleed to enter into the kingdom mercy will be withdrawn so we are saying i will wait for the second batch second batch will be a bloody batch why because the antichrist will be merciless during the great tribulation it will make the people suffer they will beg for mercy cry to god they will not hear that's what we read earlier he said they will shout oh let let the mountains let them fall on us it will not fall on you because you must receive the full weight of the wrath of the lamb of god whose blood you are trampled underfoot he offered it willingly we said no do your own thing i will i will serve you on my terms i don't need a savior i'm good enough you know sometimes i engage people and say oh be saved receive the lord and they ask me save from what why because today they don't see any reason to follow jesus are you talking about education i have it are you talking about qualification i have it are you talking about good job i have it are you talking about money i have it are you talking about career prospects i have it are you talking about connection i have it save from what the day of the lord is coming on that day education will not matter bible says the captains were there the mighty men were there the slaves were there the free men were there he said none of their qualification or their profile mattered when he came to the day of the lord the day of his vengeance 
it will not matter whether you were baptized on the 8th day or you were baptized on the 40th day. It will not matter that you were carried into church for dedication. It will not matter. It will not matter that you went to theological seminary. It will not matter. On that great and terrible day of the Lord. Why must you wait? Why must you miss rapture? Why must you wait? What thing is so important, so interesting, so sweet, that you cannot lay it down now? And set your heart to prepare for the coming of the Lord. Oh, the coming of the Lord, the coming of the Lord, coming of the Lord. If the Lord has not come, do you know that you too, you can go and meet the Lord? If you go to meet the Lord today, will he receive you? You cannot hide it from him. You can hide it from me. You can hide it from the rest of us. You can deceive the whole world with your piety. With your good looks. With your good speech. With your good courage. You can deceive the whole world. You can't deceive him. Even if you deceive you. You can't deceive him. You know you can so lie to yourself. You believe your lie. You cannot deceive him. Darkness and light are alike in front of him. He sees all that we are. He sees our pretensions. He sees our deceits. He sees our errors. He sees our helplessness. And he said, I can help you today. I can help you today. Because when I do come, it's too late. It's too late. verse 8 it says and then shall the wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders the Lord is coming the Lord is coming one more time he's coming He's coming. One more time, he's coming. He's coming for a church that is prepared. A church that is ready. He's coming for a people that are waiting for him. Not a people who are only talking about him, but a people who are waiting for him. He's coming for us. Go with me to the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5. He says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, Ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as the thief in the night. I've read my Bible. There are many parts of the scriptures that keep using the same phrase. As a thief in the night. As a thief in the night. Jesus himself said it again. In Matthew 24. He said it. In Mark 13. He said it. He said my coming is as a thief in the night. Excuse me. Have you ever seen, apart from Nigeria, where you have some, some thieves, because our country is the way it is at the moment, that we write to a community and say we are coming on so-so-so date. Ordinarily, it does not happen like that in other places. Where the thieves will be bold in a country that has policemen, in a country that has soldiers, and thieves and bandits will be bold to write a letter and say we are coming on so-so-so date. It does not normally happen. So in the normal course of life, the thieves 
when they come, nobody expects them. They just show up. Of course, if you were expecting them, you would have made adequate preparations. Is that not so? He said, the day of the Lord, the coming of the Lord, shall be as a thief in the night. That is a time where you are sleeping. May you not be sleeping when he comes. May you not be sleeping when he comes. May you be awake. May you be sober. May you be watchful. He says, for you yourself know perfectly well that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them and travail upon a woman with child as travail upon a woman with child. And they shall not escape. But ye brethren are not in the darkness that ye should be overtaken like a thief. Ye all are children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep. Somebody say, therefore. Therefore, let us not sleep. It's time to wake up. We have been in slumber for too much. For too long. We have been sleeping. We have been sleeping. When was the last time you carried your Bible and said, I want to study. I want to study. What are the signs to expect when the Lord is to return? When last did you do that? When last did you begin to travel in the place of prayer and say, Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. When last did you do that? When last did you go out to evangelize to tell others that time is over? It's time to give your life to Christ. When last did you go out to weep, to persuade men and say, come to the Lord? Because the day of the Lord is at hand. Somehow, we have stopped believing it. If I ask you now, tell me your 10-year plan. Your 20-year plan. You have your 20-year plan. Do you know before your 20-year plan can materialize that Jesus can come tomorrow? Do you know that? Do you know that you can go and meet Jesus tomorrow? What will become of the 20-year plan? We plan and prepare for every other thing except the coming of the Lord. Except the coming of the Lord. When I want to travel, I know the way my mind is conditioned. I have to think what are the things I need to carry. My passport that has the visa. My uh, bank cards. Transport card. You know, those things I would need. When I go to the other side, my clothes, change of clothes, shoes, I put thoughts, thoughts into my traveling for a temporary journey. And we are going on a permanent journey. A journey to meet the king, to be with him forever. And we put no preparation into it. We just think it will happen and it will just come and I will be ready. No, nobody gets ready like that. We have to live ready. The bag must be packed. Have you checked your passport? Is a visa of heaven in your passport? Or is it a visa of church that is in your passport? Is a visa of heaven in your passport? Is your passport made in heaven? Was it issued in heaven? Or it was issued as a membership card? Membership card will not admit you when the master returns. Only those whose names are written in the book of life. And in that book, they don't rig. That voter's register is not rigged. 
No, it's not rigged. It's authentic. It's verified. It's updated by heaven, not man. We must live ready. Say, so for they that sleep, verse 7, they sleep at night, and they that be drunken, and drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. He's saying, I have made a provision for you. Even though the day of the Lord is coming, and it's to bring vengeance upon the earth, he says, it's not meant for you, who are my children, but you must stay where I put you. Because if you don't stay there, you will join them. When I come with anger, to avenge my wrath, to unleash it upon the earth, he said, you will partake, if you are not already taken. Will you be ready, when the Lord shall come? Will you be ready when the Lord shall come? I will be ready. I will be ready. I will be ready when the Lord shall come. I will be ready. I will be ready. And I will be ready when the Lord shall come. My bag will be packed. When the Lord shall come, I will be ready. But I will be ready, it's not by mouth. It's not a confession. You must back it up with the required action. What are the actions you need? It says you must stay awake. Wakefulness is a requirement for being ready. Wakefulness. Elijah told Elisha, he said, this thing you have asked for is a hard thing. He said, but when, if you see me when I'm going, if you are going to be raptured, you must live in spiritual wakefulness. You must be alert. You must be watchful. Why? The day will happen suddenly. Read your Bible. Every time they describe the day of the Lord, they put that element of suddenly, of no expectation. They put it there. Why? Jesus cannot break that word. It's been written. It has to be like that. It will be sudden. There will be no announcement. It will be sudden. The moment the trumpet goes, it is too late. Too late. If you didn't hear it, you didn't hear it. It's too late. Bible says in the twinkling of an eye. That is the time it takes for you to twinkle your eye. There will be no second call. There will be no second call. So you got to be awake. You got to watch. You got to be sober. He said, the people who drink, they drink at night. That's what we read in that scripture now. When you drink, you lose, you lose your sobriety. You go and shock alcohol. You will not reason well. Say, if you are going to wait for the master's return, he said, you have to be sober. You have to be in a mood where your, your mind is set on him. You have to change the channel of the mind and set it to the frequency of heaven. It's not time to be gallivanting. It's not time to be jumping from one club to another. It's not time to be jumping from one jamboree to another. It's not time for frivolities. It's time to be soberly minded. 
It's time for faith. It's time for love. It's time for you to wear the helmet of the hope of your salvation. Second Peter chapter 3. I will be ready. I will be ready. In the name of Jesus, I will be ready. Read with me from verse 9. Bible says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Why? Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. This thief in the night. Again and again. All of scriptures. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. This is what I was saying earlier. The earth that we shall inherit is not this one. If you go to that Revelation 21. It says, and I see a new heaven and a new earth. A new Jerusalem coming from above. The earth that we shall inherit is not this one. Stop trying to kill yourself here. Focus on qualifying for the earth that shall come after this one. If you know what we are talking about, you will know that this earth we are in is not the first one. Read your Bible now. Read Genesis 1.1. You will see that the earth that is today is not the earth that was before that time. Something happened. Something will happen to this world. It will happen to this earth. The Bible says it shall be burnt up. The Lord will rain fire and brimstone upon this earth. He says it, it shall be burnt up. So if in this earth is where all your hope is, the Bible says that you are of all men the most miserable. Our purpose on this earth is to qualify for the new earth wherein righteousness reigns wherein we shall reign upon the earth as priests and kings not this one in that earth everything will be different there will be no sun there will be no sea there will be no weeping there will be no more death in that earth I want to live in that earth I want to reign in that earth I want to be a commander of cities I want to lead nations in that earth. Because this is the promise to those who overcome. Let this be your motivation. If you sacrifice that earth because of this earth and anything in it, you have made a mistake. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world? And if he loses his soul, what shall he use in exchange for it? Because the value of this entire earth is nothing compared to the value of your soul that should make it to the other earth. If compromise debars you from qualifying for rapture, oh, what a loss. What a loss. What a loss. May you not lose. May you not lose. Let me go back to my reading. 
verse 11. He says, Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. I love, I love the Bible. He said, This earth will melt. He said, Seeing then that all these things. I imagine when he was saying all these things, he was pointing to Burj Arab. He was pointing to the tallest building in the world. Pointing to the only seven star hotel in the world. Pointing to Buckingham Palace. Pointing to Aston Rock Villa. Pointing to NMPC Towers. Pointing to CPM Building. He said all these things will be dissolved. Everywhere where you have stored all your money. Where all the bitcoins are being mined. He said everything will be dissolved. Where all the certificates in this world are being kept. He said they will be dissolved. Where all the gold treasures of this world, where they are kept, the vault of the banks, where they are kept, all the central banks of this world, he said they will be dissolved. Your beautiful cars, dissolved. Your big mansion, dissolved. Your big title, dissolved. Your bank account, dissolved. Your real estate, Dissolved. He said, knowing that all this will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found in him in peace, without spot and blameless. And account that the long suffering of the Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. Speaking about what the apostle wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, what he wrote in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that we have read earlier. He said he has spoken to us about these things. That a time will come, everything that we value here will be taken away. They will dissolve. So how should you behave knowing that they will dissolve? He said focus on holy life. Focus on godly life. Focus on being sober. Focus on being righteous. Focus on following the Lord. He said because everything will be dissolved. Everything that is anything to you, it will be dissolved. Don't say I'm in the church. The church will not be dissolved. Oh, the church will be dissolved. I'm not speaking about the spiritual church. I'm speaking about our buildings. The church buildings will be dissolved. Say, don't think that's where you're going to hide. Because even that will be dissolved. And he did. He said, the judgment shall actually begin in my house. Read your Bible. I didn't put it there. Matthew chapter 7. If you go from verse 21 to 22. He says, some will say to him on that day, Lord, Lord, in your name we cast out devils. He said, no, it's true. In your name will you do think? He said, it's true. He said, but go away from me. You workers of iniquity. 
said because despite doing those great works he said you were still feasting with iniquity you were still toying with sin at the back you were still doing shady things and hiding it just because you can speak fluently in tongues or your hands are so anointed before you lay it on people 30 people fall said i know thy works it will not be enough that you can walk in signs and wonders that you can preach fire and brimstone like i'm doing it will not be enough only those who are found in him in peace in holy conversation in godly living shall be qualified as i wrap up remember our sisters in the parable that the lord jesus gave in matthew chapter 25 Perhaps I should read this as I close. Matthew 25. It speaks about the virgins, the five wise, and the five foolish ones. Why did the Lord describe them as foolish? Read verse 11 to 13 with me. It says, Afterward, the other virgins, that is the foolish virgins. And by the way, they were virgins. They also kept themselves pure. They also isolated themselves and stayed in that house. But they were not wise because their oil finished. They had no oil on them. Their light went out. He said, these ones came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Verse 13. The Lord is warning us. He says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. I know he is coming one more time. What is the date of his coming? I don't know. What hour will he come? Will he be in the night? Will he be in the morning? Will he be at noon? Will he be in the evening? I don't know. What is the solution? He said, be watchful. The Lord himself gave us this counsel. He said, watch therefore. Watch. Watch what you watch. Watch what you do. Watch what you say. Watch who you associate with. Watch what you believe. Because he is coming. One more time he's coming. Bow your heads. I need you to pray for yourself a minute. You say, Lord, whatever it takes, help me. I don't want to miss rapture. It's too late when I miss rapture. I know it. Help me. Any baggage, any sin, any habit, any mindset, anything whatsoever that can make a mess of my journey so far that can make me be like those people who will say lord lord i thought we have a relationship lord lord open and you say it's too late lord help me let those things not stop me help me father pray for yourself raise your voice raise your voice raise your voice i don't know what you are thinking 
But if you miss rapture, it's a big miss. It's more than missing visa. It's more than missing your flight. It's more than missing your money. It's more than missing a job. It's more than missing your wife. It's more than missing your husband. He's missing everything that matters. Oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, help me. I've been preached. Lord, I too will not miss it. I too will not miss it. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. If it's just one minute before I miss it, Lord, call me home. In the name of Jesus, I cannot afford to miss it. I cannot afford to miss it. Lord God, help me to be watchful. Help me to be watchful. Let me stay on the rampart. Lord God, let me be watchful. Let me be awake. Let me be sober. Let me be vigilant. In the name of Jesus Christ, let me exercise faith and love. Let me maintain the hope of my salvation. In the name of Jesus, let me have holy conduct. Let me live godly. Let me live in anticipation. In readiness for your coming. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will not be cast away. I will not be cast away when you come